Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, everyone. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is Minister McMillan, and today we are in the book of James. Let's bow our heads. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Almighty God, for this day. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for your grace and your mercy and for your love for us, Father. Lord, we ask, Father, that you help us in this word today. Help us to understand this word in our lives right now, today, as we read this word, Father. Show us, Lord, the things in this word pertaining to us now, how we are, where we need to be, how to make changes in our lives. Father. We ask, Almighty God, that this word be a blessing unto us and to others that we might share. Thank you, Lord, for this word today. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Yeshua Mashiach. Amen. Amen. Lord, we praise you, Lord. We praise your holy name. Father, we praise you, we praise you, Lord. Glory, glory to the Lord. Glory, glory to the Lord. Lord, we praise you, we praise you, Lord. Lord, we praise you, we praise you, Lord. Father, we praise your holy name. Father, we praise your holy name, Lord, we love you, Lord, we love you, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, 
hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen, amen, hallelujah, hallelujah. All right, we're going to get started in the book of James. First chapter. James, a servant of God and the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes scattered among the nations, greeting, trials, and, and temptations. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to him. But when he asks, he must believe and not doubt, because he who doubts is like a wave of the sea. Blow, blown and tossed by the wind. The man should not think he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all he does. The brother in humble circumstances ought to take pride in his high position. But the one who is rich should take pride in his low position because he will pass away like a wildflower. For the sun rises with the scorching heat and withers the plant. It blooms fall and its beauty is destroyed. In the same way, the rich man will fade away even while he goes about his business. Blessed is the man who preserves under trials, because when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. Okay. Let's move on. When tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he, by his own evil desires, he is dragged away and enticed. Now, what exactly does that mean? It means that we do it ourselves. We open the doorway for these things to come about. How so, you say? Well, let's give a for instance. You have some cross words with someone. And then afterwards, in your mind, you're still talking in your mind about this person. Right? How dare they? Blah, 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 blah. 
Now you yourself have opened up the doorway for the adversary to step in and use the very things that you spoke about that person on you. But each one is tempted when by his own evil desire he's dragged away and enticed. Then after desire has conceived, gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. Now, especially in cases of um, sexuality, okay, uh, people get taken, taken back by a beautiful face or or a handsome figure and all kinds of thoughts run through their minds uh they go out and do things that they normally wouldn't do and they open the doorway for sin to come in and then sin comes in and takes over <clears throat> Uh, don't be deceived, my dear brothers. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heaven's lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. He chooses to give us birth through the world of truth, through the word of truth, that we might be a kind and first fruit of all he created. Let's go back and explore that a little bit. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heaven lights. Okay? Everything that's good. Who does not change like shifting shadows? So he doesn't, you know, he's not going to change up and bring you evil things. He chooses to give us birth. Okay, through the word of truth, that we might be a kind of first fruits of all he created. Through his word, we are reborn. And that's why it's important for us to stay in his word. My dear brothers, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak and slow to become angry. For man's anger does not bring about the righteous life that God desires. So you see people fussing and arguing all the time and angry all the time. There's no righteousness there. They have opened the door and let the adversary in. Therefore, get rid of all the moral filth and the evil that is so prevailing and humble, humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. Now, sometimes we hear things or we know things, and then we still go against those things and do what we want at the time. And then when we run into problems, then we go run into God asking for help. When he was telling you before you got yourself into that mess. Okay. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. 
Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like a man who looks at his face in the mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But the man who looks intensively into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues to do this, not forgetting what he has heard, but doing it, he will be blessed in what he does. Okay? If anyone considers himself religious and yet does not keep a tight rein on his tongue, he deceives himself and his and his religion is worthless. Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. Okay, is everybody hearing that? This is the religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless. Looking after the orphans and the widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. Okay? That sounds simple enough, but is it? Yes, that's what we're saying, but is it? Okay, let's move on to chapter two. My brothers, as believers in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ, don't show favoritism. Suppose a man comes into your meeting wearing a gold ring and fine clothes, and a poor man in shabby clothes also comes in. If you show special attention to the man wearing fine clothes and say, here's a good seat for you, but say to the poor man, you stand there or sit on the floor by, the, by my feet. Have you not discriminated against yourself and because judges and become judges with evil thoughts? Now let's take that into perspective today. We see this a lot in the workplace where people come in and they're judged by the way they look, not by what's within themselves. Okay. Um, we see this in the in the churches today as well. People are judged solely on their looks and not by what is within them. They're judged by how much money they have and what they have and how they look. Same thing in the educational system. Same thing in the courts. Same thing with the police on the roads, judging people incorrectly, okay? And the list, of course, goes on. 
Listen, my dear brothers, has not God chosen those who are poor in the eyes of the world to be rich in faith? <clears throat> He's not going to go to the rich. They have everything. <clears throat> At least they think they do. <clears throat> and they're not going to pay much attention to what the word of God says because they feel like they own and operate everything. <clears throat> and to inherit the kingdom, he promises those who love him. Listen, my dear brothers, has not God chosen those who are poor in the eyes of the world to be rich in faith and to inherit the kingdom? He promised those who love him. Okay. But you have insulted the poor. Is it not the rich who are exploit who are exploiting you? Amen. Are they not the ones who are dragging you into courts? Are they not the ones who are slandering the noble name of him to whom you belong? Okay. Yes, they are. Many of them are. They're using his name. And know nothing about him, but using his name to get your attention as a believer to accept them. We see this in the political arena right now. We see this in the churches as well. So we have to guard ourselves and watch. If you really keep the royal law found in scriptures, love your neighbor as yourself, you are doing right. But if you show favoritism, your sins, your sin and uh, are convinced by uh, your, your sins and are Sorry about that. Uh, convicted by the law as lawbreakers. For whoever keeps the whole law and yet stumbles at just one point is guilty of breaking all of it. For he who said, do not commit adultery, also said, do not murder. And if you do not commit adultery, but do commit murder, you have committed you have become a lawbreaker. Speak and act as though who are going to be judged by the law that gives freedom because judgment without mercy will be sworn to anyone who has not been merciful. Mercy triumphs over judgment. What good is it, my brothers, if a man claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save him? Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food 
if one of you says to him, go to, go, I wish you well, and keep warm and well fed, but does not, uh, and does nothing about his physical needs, what good is it? Okay, so somebody's telling you what's going on with them. They're having physical problems or mental problems. Um, and they open up to you. And you have the means to help them somewhat. And you don't. Then this is what the Lord is saying here. In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. So you telling them, oh, I'm going to pray for you. Everything's going to be all right. I'll keep you up in prayer. It means nothing if, if you can help them and you don't try to help them. Okay? If you... No, you have, say somebody says, oh, I need some milk and bread. Just carry me through until tomorrow. You know, I just want to give the kids some peanut butter and the jelly for the night so they don't be hungry. And you know you have a couple of dollars which you can spare to give them, and you don't. Then you're not really doing anything. You're, oh, I'm sorry, I don't have it, but I'll pray for you. The Lord will provide for you. That don't mean anything. That's like as though you didn't pray at all. Show me your faith without deeds, and I will show you my faith by what I do. You believe that there is one God. Good. Even the demons believe that one shudder. You foolish man. Do you want evidence that faith without deeds is useless? Was not our ancient Abraham considered righteous for what he did when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see that his faith and his actions were working together, and his faith was made complete by what he did. And the scripture was fulfilled that says Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. And he was called God's friend. You see that a person is justified by what he does and not by faith alone. In the same way, was not even Rahab the prostitute considered righteous for what she did? when she gave lodging to the spies and sent them off in a different direction. As the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without deeds is dead. Okay. All right, everyone, I think I'm gonna stop here. Um, well, let's, let's keep on.
Uh, I'm looking at something here. Taming the tongue. Not many of you should presume to be teachers, my brothers, because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly. We all stumble in many ways. If anyone is never at fault in what he says, he is a perfect man, able to keep his whole body in check. Now, when you put bits into... When you put bits into the mouth of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole, the whole animal, okay? Like a horse. Uh, they put bits in the horse's mouth to turn them, okay? Or take a ship as an example. Although they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boast. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue also is a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It contributes, I'm sorry, it's, It contrites the whole person, set the whole course of his life on fire, and in is itself set on fire by hell. So your tongue can either bless you or curse you, depending on what you spew out of your mouth. Because remember, what comes out of your mouth is what comes out of you. It's what's inside of you, how you really feel. All kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and creatures of the sea are being tamed, are being turned, and have been tamed by man. But no man can tame the tongue. It is restless evil, fall of Deadly person, poison. Uh, with the tongue, we praise our Lord and Father, and with it, we curse man who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth comes praise and cursing. My brothers, this should not be. Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? Absolutely not. Because you would pollute the spring, right? You wouldn't be able to drink from it. So the same thing is with the tongue. You're polluting the tongue. And everything that comes out of it is either going to be good or bad. 
My brothers, can a fig tree bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Neither can a salt spring produce fresh water. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show it by his good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. But if harbor bitterness, envy, and self, selfish ambition in your heart, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but is earthly. Unspiritual of the devil, from where you have envy and selfishness, ambition, there you find disorder and every evil practice. Now let's look at that good. We're saying envy, selfish ambition, you know, selfishness, period. Um, that is not of God. Me, me, me. I, I'm thinking of me only. It's all about me. I don't care about nobody else. I'm just concerned with me, me and mine. That's a selfish attitude, and that's not condoned by God. You are working for the enemy. You're not working for the Lord. The Lord has no part in that. Uh, but the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace loving, right? Peace loving, not envy, not jealousy, but peace loving. Then considerate and submissive. Okay, there's that word, submissive. Uh, full of mercy and good fruit. Impatient and sincere. Um, I'm sorry, not impatient, impartial and sincere. Um, impartial meaning treat everyone the same. Okay, not having any favoritism. Uh, peacemaker who sows in peace. Peacemaker who sow in peace raise a harvest of righteousness. Okay, all right, we're going. All right, sorry about that. We're going to um, stop here, and tomorrow we're going to pick up in chapter 5 of James. All right, let's bow our heads. Heavenly Father, we give you the praise and honor and glory. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for the word that came forth today. And I pray that this word, Lord, was a help to many who are listening in. I ask Almighty God today that you would move in our lives, Lord. Show us, Father, uh, the things that we are doing that's not correct in your eyesight, Father. Show us where we have 
gone in the wrong direction and we need to turn back. Well, we need to refresh ourselves. We need to come back to you, Lord. There are many of our brothers and sisters today who feel estranged from you, Father. And Lord, we lift each and every one up to you, Father. And we ask, Lord, that you come closer and that you would let us know where we need to correct ourselves. Father, we love you. And we are here to do your work that you have called upon us. We ask, Lord Jesus, if there's anything that we have done, said, or thought that was not right in your eyesight, Father, forgive us. Forgive us, Almighty God. Forgive us and show us so that we will know. Father, we are humbly before you, asking you, Lord Jesus, to do these things for us. Lord, thank you. Thank you for this word today. Thank you, Father, for your love for us. Thank you for being merciful, even though we don't deserve it. Thank you for being merciful, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Yeshua, Yeshua, amen, amen.